Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. It's a blessing to come back home to see all my brothers and sisters. And can I tell you, my family's growing. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I was looking around telling Pastor Omar, I'm, I'm just trying to see if I recognize people. <laughs> I see, I see all familiar faces, but there's a lot more now. And praise God, that means revival's in this house, then God is moving. Amen? Amen, amen. So uh, before I start, I just want to uh, uh, thank my, my reclaimed family in San Antonio. They're watching tonight. And uh, just uh, right now in San Antonio, I left there, I left there uh, on Monday, and it was 70 degrees, and now they're in snow, so... Amen. That's Texas for you. But, uh, but we love Texas, and we thank God that our pastors had enough faith in us to send us out. We didn't know anybody there, but God went before us, and, and God is doing something special uh, uh, there, amen, in San Antonio. But the church is growing, and I'm just going to share a quick report, but church is growing. Uh, God is moving. Uh, our youth are growing. Man, it's amazing to see uh, when you get teenagers on fire for the Lord, and they can come in and just get excited like the adults. Man, man sometimes they get so excited that it just fires up the adults. To see, to see kids getting excited, amen. And uh, last time I was here, I shared a little bit how our church is growing and, and we got the, the next suite where we have our cafe now. So now we have our sanctuary and now we have a cafe. Uh, but if you remember, uh, the, uh, the owner, when he gave us that suite, there was actually two suites that made our cafe. And he said, I see what God is doing and you've done everything you said you were gonna do. And it just blesses me by that. So I'm going to give you this space on one condition. You see, you see, my wife is very sick. She's, in, she's bedridden. Um, she's had multiple surgeries. She has no hips anymore because they've, of the surgeries. And she has a blood condition they can't heal. I'll give you this space as long as you pray for my wife. We pray for his wife. Two weeks ago, I, I was at the. I met him because he was talking about the plans, he, what we have, and he wanted to share what he what he thought. And I saw a, a beautiful young lady in his car. I looked over there and I was like, "Oh!" He goes, "Oh, you've never met my wife, have you?" And I'm like, "No." And I went over there and I met her. Her name is Miss Sally Gentry, sweetest lady. And as we're walking back to the building, he goes, "Oh, I guess I didn't tell you. She got healed." You can't tell me God can't do it. That man put his faith in a small church and in God to see what he would do. He asked a church that was growing to pray for my wife. And God did a miracle. And the things he told me, he goes, I guess that's a miracle. I guess, I guess that's a praise report. I say, amen. And I'm going to tell everybody wherever I go about what God did for your wife. It's an amazing story. That, that's what God does. Amen? Amen. And, and just one more last thing. And uh, uh, so we're about to go into phase two of our building project. Amen. So the space we have now, Pastor Omar was able to visit us last year. And now we're blowing out the walls now because we need to make room for what God is doing. And so it's just amazing to see. And if you're ever in San Antonio, you want to stop by and check out, man, I know you'll be blessed. And uh, we'll receive you with open arms. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to get started tonight. Uh, I titled this message, uh, But by the Grace of God. But by the Grace of God. So I'm going to talk about the grace of God tonight. 
and, and God's grace, okay, not our grace that we have. It's kind of limited. You know, it's not the grace when we say, oh, we forgive our brother and sister, and then we remind them of our forgiveness every time they do something wrong. Wow. It's the grace that's unending and is freely given to those that would receive him. It's a grace that sometimes it's hard to accept when we're not feeling it or we're not doing the right things in life. It's hard to receive all of God's grace. And so I'm just going to open up with this scripture, if you would. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, it says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So let's pray for a moment. So Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Oh, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you move freely in this house and come rest on every person. Oh, Lord, just give us ears to hear, Lord, and hearts to receive tonight. Bless your people, Lord. Do what only you can do in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's give praise one more time. Amen and amen. Thank you, Miss Daisy. I appreciate you. Uh, but by the grace of God, I'm telling you, when you think there's no hope and God's grace comes in, it'll blow your mind. Man, I'm telling you, you are here today because of God's grace. You are some of you are delivered today because of God's grace, amen? Some are restored by God's grace. Some of you are saved today, amen? Or not all. Amen, no amen for that one, huh? Come on. And, and, I, and, I, and I know you guys were talking about grace and truth recently, so I'm just gonna touch on grace, but I'm here on assignment today, and I wanna get a little deep in here uh, for this crowd tonight because I know God has something special for you. And so if, if you know grace, in, in the dictionary, it's, it's a kind of a courteous goodwill or a politeness that people extend to one another. But tonight we want to talk about divine grace or spiritual grace. And we know that grace is unmerited favor or mercy that comes from God to his people. And so if you believe that tonight, I want you to believe that God's grace is for you. But do you want it? Because I'm going to pray today that, that you receive God's grace more abundantly because you ask for it tonight. You believe that God's grace is for you. You believe his best is for you. I know I think I, my pastor said this because I stole this one time. But God's grace is God giving you what you do not deserve. Or it's God not giving you what you do deserve. Amen. Who's heard, who's heard that before? I think my pastor told me that a couple times. Amen. And so we know grace is to save the sinner, to save those that are away from God, to bring them back, to reconcile to him. Amen. And our salvation is through grace. That's why you're saved tonight. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so I'm going to talk just a little bit about that because grace is all over the Bible. If you look in the, open up the Bible, you'll see some grace. And grace looked a little different in the Old Testament because a lot of times it required sacrifice or the shedding of blood. Amen? And we see that God extended grace to all the people going through. Like Adam and Eve, he extended them grace. They didn't die, but they had to sacrifice an animal to clothe themselves. And he showed grace to Noah, right? His family lived, but they had to work at it. They had to build an ark, and that was some work. Amen? God extended grace to those you see throughout the Old, uh, Old Testament, Lot out of, uh, of Sodom, and the grace to Moses and to God's people. And you always saw there was conditions uh, for God's grace. But Jesus, but then Jesus, and God gave freely his son to die for those that needed re redemption of sin. 
grace is freely given. And John chapter 1, verse 14. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What an amazing grace that is extended to those that would receive him. It's, 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 as a believer in this place, I, I want you to believe this. His grace is for you. God knows exactly where you are today, what you're going through, what you've been through, what you've done, what you're going to do. His grace is for you, those that would receive him. Those that say, Lord, I need you in my life. Those that can say, Lord, I'm nothing without you. It's an amazing grace. And, and Paul the Apostle learned this, that his grace is all sufficient. Right? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Each time he said, my grace is all, in, all you need, my power works best in weakness. The New King James Version says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. His grace is all sufficient and God will provide all that you need. You have to believe that tonight. It's hard to believe when we're going through some things though. I know that. It's hard to believe when, when you're not living a perfect life. When you make mistakes because the Bible says we're all going to fall short of God's glory. But can you still receive his grace when you fall short? Can you, still, can you still get up? Can you still get up and say, God, I still need you. I fell short and I know you forgive me. Can you say that when you make mistakes? Can you say that when the enemy's lying to you and trying to pull your marriage apart or trying to steal your kids away from you or trying to make you fall back into drugs of the path? Can you still say, God, I need you and I know your grace is still for me? Can you say that when you're dry in spirit and you're just going through the motions? Can you say, God, I still love you and I still need you and you're all powerful, you can do all things? When I feel I'm all alone and nobody's left in my life, can you still, I know you can still do things, but I know I've made mistakes. Can you still get up and say, Lord, pour out your spirit on me. Oh, Lord, bring back the joy of the Lord into my heart. Bring back the peace that I once had. Give me those things back. Can you still say that when you know you fall short? Or do you receive the lies of the enemy to make you feel ashamed, to make you feel guilty, to make you feel condemned because you, you're a hypocrite? Why do you go to church? Why do you go to church? You know you're going to make mistakes already. Well, the Bible says that you're going to fall short. So don't, don't let the enemy lie to you and make you stay away. When I think about those things that God will, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and God will generously provide not just provide, generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over for what? Come on, to share with others, to share the goodness of God that he's bestowed upon you, to share the grace he's poured out of over you to give to others. He's, he'll share with you generously so that you can provide for others. Come on, church, but by the, the grace of God, but by the grace of God, Stay with me, church. We're going to go somewhere right now. There's a story of grace that I'm going to share with you. You probably heard it. I probably stole it from my pastor. Amen. He's, he shares some good stories, right? I just don't know where I've heard it, but I had it in my notes somewhere. But there was a man named John. The end. No, I'm kidding. His mother died when he was six years old. His father was a sailor. and At the age of 11, he became a sailor. As John became older, he began living a very godless life. 
so much so that his own father disowned him. Throughout John's life, there were people witnessing to him about God and trying to give him Christian literature. And, and, and finally, he's, he started to have an ear for them. and He started to listen. And then one day, he was on a boat, and he was on one of his trips, as being, and, and a massive storm came, and a wave came and, and knocked over the ship. And he, and he began to be swept out to the ocean. The next thing he knew, he was drowning, and he knew he was about to die. And then suddenly, something very strange happened. Another wave came and knocked him towards the boat where he could grab on and lift himself up. He tossed himself back on the deck of the boat. And all of a sudden, he had revelation that God was calling him. Why not? He almost died. All of a sudden, right there on that deck, John asked for forgiveness. And he invited Jesus into his heart so he could save him. A few years later, at the age of 39... God called John to pastor. And the story goes on and on. And, 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 and John never became a famous pastor. But he became famous. Not for a sermon, but for a song. Here are the lyrics to that song. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, and now I see. A man that was broken, that a man that everybody thought it couldn't be used. God called him and he responded. So you see, sometimes we, we, we hinder ourselves or God moving into our lives because we know what we've done or we know what people called us and we feel, we feel we can't do the things of God because of who we are. Allow God in your life and you can see the power that what he can do within your life. See, this man's name was John Newton. Listen, everything you have in Jesus is because of his grace. His grace delivers us from bondage. His grace restores our lives. His grace saves us. The heart of our salvation is grace. I'm going to read that scripture again, Ephesians chapter 2, 8. For, the, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. You see, all those things, salvation, the spiritual gifts, forgiveness, it comes from grace. That's why Peter said in 1 Peter 5.10, but may the grace, the God of all grace, the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. You see, when you have God's grace, when, when you receive it, I'm talking to somebody tonight because you feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you've, you've made enough mistakes and you're just going through the motions right now. And God knows. And God knows that he brought you here to receive this word that he's still waiting for you. To come and let him pour out his grace over you. I love what, what Titus says in chapter 2. Let me read this passage real quickly. Verse 11. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men for teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Listen, let me break this down real quick. Verse 11. When he says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared, he's talking about when Jesus came and was born, the first Christmas. 
Amen. A good Christmas message here. Amen. No. So that's what he's saying in, in verse, verse 11. He goes to verse 13 and says, looking for the blessed hope, the second coming of Jesus. In between those two verses, in verse 12, you hear this. Jesus comes. We're looking for the blessed hope. Everything in between, teaching us that, denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. And then what happens? But God, in verse 14, the grace of God, for he gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Amen. God's grace can do anything. It can redeem you, change you, guide you, but you have to say, give me that grace. Pour out that grace over me. See, somebody said, I'm saved, but I don't feel changed. Somebody said, I'm, I've been saved, but I don't feel the Holy Spirit. I've been saved, but I, I don't feel like I'm walking by the Spirit. I don't feel I'm full of the Spirit. You see, all these things, you, we walk that way if we're not careful because we know how we live. Here's the issue. I'm going to tell you right now, when we go through things, sometimes we make it hard to accept God's grace because we're thinking about ourselves and not Him. That's why I'm saying tonight, if you're going through the motions, I pray that you don't walk that way when I'm finished. I'm, when you came into this place, I pray that you came in with an expectant heart. Because when you come into a place and there's God's presence there, you walk in, if we're not careful, we'll lose the reverence we have for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's so powerful when you can walk in and allow yourself to be vulnerable and feel his presence, to come in and say, Lord... I've been waiting. You don't say, I have to go to church. I get to go to church. I get to go to Reach Paramount. I get to spend time in the, G in the Holy Spirit. I get to spend time with my brothers and sisters. I get the chance to encourage somebody. I get the chance to inspire somebody. I get the chance to uplift somebody because I know how they're feeling right now. I used to feel that way, but not anymore. Why? Because God's grace poured up all over me, and I know I want the same for them. He gives me grace abundantly and generously so I can pour it out for others. You have to walk that way, church. God's grace is given freely, but sometimes in our weakness, we don't allow it. We don't allow it to receive it, allow ourselves to receive it, but it's time. It's time, church, to wake up as a body of believers. It's, it's time to, to receive back what the enemy has stolen from you. It's time to take it back. Come on, people. I'm, you got to get excited and say, I, 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 I'm going to take back what the enemy stole from me. I don't deserve this. I... I believe, I believe you're the God of grace. I believe you're the God of grace. Church, you got to claim it. You got to take it back. Take back what the enemy has lied to you. And what have you lost? What have you lost in your walk with the Lord? What have you lost? Because this is where you claim it. This is where you claim it. Come on. Do you need joy back? Claim that joy. Lord, give me back my joy. Do you need peace back? You got to take that peace back. You, what do you need? Peace of mind. We know that the mind is a battlefield, but you can take it back and have peace. Come on, did you lose your job? Are you financially broke? Come on, you got to take back those finances. Tell the devil he's a liar. Your God provides and he can do all things. Is your marriage suffering? You got to take your marriage back. Claim it for the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Come on. Do you have children that are wayward? Come on, you got to claim those children back. You got to pray for them. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good because at the right time, you're going to reap a harvest. Do not give up. You got to claim what the enemy has stolen. 
You got to believe every good thing that you have is by God's grace. You are here today because of God's grace. He loves you. He loves you so much. He would do anything for you. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get a little deeper right here. Mm. You got to take it back. You got to claim what the enemy has stolen. You got to claim it for the kingdom of God. All those things. When you walk in, if you don't feel good, why don't you feel good? What are you mad about? Some, if you're not careful, you get mad at God and not the enemy. God, you didn't answer me. Instead of yelling at the devil, say, you're a lying devil. Come on, you got to be careful. Don't get mad at God. God is not the one. Every good thing that you have is because of God's grace in your life. Don't get it twisted. Come on. As I'm talking about this, it reminded me of the prophet Joel. If you don't know that book, you got to get in there and read that book. During this time when he wrote this book, it was time of drought and famine. People were just broke and busted and tired. And, and the prophet was on assignment. He was on assignment, and I'm sure it wasn't an easy assignment because he was going to wake some people up. So he speaks to God people because he tells them things are not going well. He tells them everything that's happening with their lives, and, 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 and they're living this way, and, and they're broke and busted and hungry, and, but God's still their people. They're still believers, right? So he brings this message to broke people. He brings this message to discouraged people. He brings this message to people that need hope. He brings this message of people that need restoration. He brings this message to people that don't know what to do next. He brings this message for people that are mad at God because they're in a famine and a drought. And you know they've been praying, but maybe they got tired of praying because God hasn't moved. So he was on assignment. And Joel starts telling God's people. I'm going to read this, but it's going to be on the screen. Oh, it's exciting. Joel, Joel chapter 1. Okay, I'm going to start from chapter 1. I'm going to read these verses. He's telling his people, wake up. God's people, wake up. Come on, reach Paramount. Verse 3. Tell your children about it. Tell your children to tell their children. Tell their children another, uh, another generation what the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten, what the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten, and what the crawling locust has left, the consuming locusts have eaten. Verse 5. Awake! You drunkards and weep and wail at all the drinkers of wine because all of the new wine. It has been cut off from your mouth. Verse 6. For a nation, for a nation, for a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. Oh, he's just telling them. He's telling them. He's mad. Verse 7. He, he has laid waste by my vine and, and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are now white. The field is wasted and the land mourns. And the grain is ruined. He's speaking facts to a people that are broken, that are tired. Like, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm just going to go listen. I don't know why. He's saying, wake up. Wake up now. You have all that you need when you have God on your side. He says, you got to wake up now. You got to wake up. Don't turn back to the past. You got to look forward. Look to the future and get ready to receive abundantly. He says, awake. See, church, you got to claim it. But by the grace of God, let me go to chapter 2. 
He's painting this picture right here. It is a day of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Come on, those locusts are coming. Nothing like it has been seen or will ever be seen again. Verse 12, that is why the Lord says, uh oh, here we go. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there's still time. Give me your hearts. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting and weeping and mourning. Do you see how important it is to fast, church? I know you come out of a fast in January. My church fasted. There's power in fasting. There's power when you deny your flesh yourself and put God first. It brings revelation in your life and understanding. Let me continue. Oh, come on. You have to acknowledge that you still need God. You have to acknowledge you still need God. I'm good. I got this. No, you don't. You're broken, busted. You know it. But by the grace of God, and I love this part. When, when prophet, he, now he's on, a, he's, on a, he's, he's on assignment right here. Now he's fired up. He's going to call some people out now. Verse 13. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts out instead. Come on. Tear your hearts out and return to the Lord your God, for he's merciful and compassionate. But by the grace of God, in verse 23, rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. And once more, the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of spring. 25, the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. Come on. I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locust, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the cutting locust. I will give you back. I will give you back. I will give you back what you lost. All you got to do is say you need me. Come back to me and say, come on, get up. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You're walking with the Lord. You're walking with the one that can do all things. You got to get mad at the devil. That's why we walk around and if we're not careful, we'll start feeling sorry for ourselves. God, I've been praying, but God hasn't moved. Nobody said that here, right? I've been praying. I've been waiting for God to move. God, when are you going to move? And he said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. But he says, turn to me now. Turn to me now. I know what you're going through. I know it's not easy. You see, on your own strength, you can do nothing. But in his strength, we can do all things. You got to speak life to your situation. Speak life to your marriage. It's not over. It's not over. You got to speak life to your children. Speak to them. Let them see a godly example of what happens when things go wrong. When things go wrong, do you get mad and, and try to fight? Or do you get on your knees and pray and fast and believe God for the miraculous to come in your life? I know this is hard to receive sometimes. My church was probably mad at me when I preached this. Like, I'm not going to church anymore. Busted and broke. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They're watching. Reclaim San Antonio. Listen, listen, church. But by the grace of God, you're here today. But by the grace of God, he'll bring back and restore everything you lost. But you got to fight for it. 
Don't sit down and let the enemy take things right out of your hands. Don't, don't, don't be right there and just give the enemy things. And don't give, don't give him so much credit where you think everything that goes wrong in your life is him. Sometimes it's just us making bad decisions. But with God, we, we ask for divine clarity, revelation to understand the things in our life. If you sit back and pray and ask God to show you these things, he will. God's love and grace, it extends over sin. So the problem is that sin, when you're, when you're sinning, it can just be devastating because you feel like you're broken now and you, there's no way for you to, to get back up. But God says, return to me and I'll restore you. Return to me and I'll restore you. Return to me and I'll restore you. God's acceptance shows his amazing grace. Restoration is at hand. You got to believe this. Restora- if you're a child of God, do you believe in restoration? If you believe in God, he can do all things. If you believe in God, he can make the impossible possible. But you got to believe it. Not just believe it, you got to claim it and take back what the enemy's stolen. There's been times in my life where I didn't feel like going to church, but I came today. I still showed up. I said, God, they're going to be mad at me. So you're on assignment. It's so powerful. It's so powerful when you're struggling and you're going through it. You don't have all that you need and you still can come to church and worship God. It's so powerful when you can still open your mouth and praise when you're in the valley. First of all, when you worship God in your weakness, it takes your focus off the problem and onto him. But also it'll encourage another believer. How are they worshiping God and they're going through it? They're going through. I know what they're going through, but they're still worshiping God. Why? God's grace. God's grace. When you look at this church right here, when you look at this church right here, I remember, I remember when we faced this way, and I remember coming in, and I remember not knowing what to do, just kind of look around and say, well, I'm just going to be here and show up and see what happens. I don't understand this thing, but I know something's different. If you come into this place, if you can't feel revival in this house, check yourself. If you can't feel it, if you walk in with a sad face, oh, come on. If you walk in this place and you don't feel the Holy Spirit, look within. Don't say, oh, I don't receive there because there's no substance. I don't receive there because they're all mean to me. I don't receive there. Who are you going for? The people or the Holy Spirit? Come on. God can do all things. We got to look at ourselves. Look within. Look within. I'm going to tell you a little secret. When revival is breaking out, you got to jump in the river. When revival is breaking out, you can't sit back and watch. You got to take advantage of that. When the spirit is moving, allow yourself to receive. Be vulnerable. If you're tired of your, the way things are right now, you got to get up and praise God. If you're tired of suffering, you got to give God glory. If you're tired of being without, you got to press in. I'm telling you, a lot of times we, hold, we hinder the hand of God in our lives because we sit back. We sit back when there's a powerful move. You look around this church. I said that earlier. I, can't, I don't recognize a lot of you. That's God. 
I don't think Pastor Omar and his team went out outreach to every one of you, right? But tomorrow, I hope this whole church is at outreach tomorrow to ready to go and invite the next neighbor and the next one and the next one. They're just waiting to be invited. They're waiting to be invited. When I came today, when I, when I was preparing for this message, and a lot of times when I go, I, I look back at what's, what's been preached and what they're saying. I, I watched uh, Evangelist Diga. He tore it up, and I was just watching. I was like, man, how do I follow that? Amen. By God's grace. But by the grace of God. And, and, I, and I know that God can use anybody because he can use me. But do you believe that? Do you believe that? And so I want, I want to say this to you, Reach Paramount. When you come into his house, be ready to receive and take back what you've lost. Be ready to receive what you feel you lack. Be ready to receive God's best. Be ready to receive the grace of God in your lives. See, what grace means that we don't have to run anymore. Grace means that you're free to grow in the future of what God has for you. Grace... Grace shows us that God will never cease in loving you. He'll never give up on you. Should we sin or even backslide, God will never cast you away. You come back and be received because you are loved. 2 Peter 1.2 says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. It's so powerful when you walk into a place and there's believers excited for the Lord. They're excited. I'm t- the, the youth in our church, they're getting excited for the Lord. And then I see some people come in sometimes and they're just not feeling it. You'll go to churches where you see people not feeling it. Why? What has the enemy taken from you? What, is he, what has he made you feel? Are you living in condemnation? When you come to God's house, expect to be delivered, expect restoration, expect all those things that you need to to keep pursuing him. All of you today were here because God allowed it. He wanted you here today to receive his word and his message to you, that his grace is for you. His grace is for you. You have to receive it. His grace is for you. You have to receive it. You have to believe that tonight. You have to believe, and I'm going to start to close, so if you want to have the worship team come up, and we're going to close this out, but I, I, really, I really want to come, and I want you to receive that when you came into this place, you come in because you know God's here, and the Holy Spirit's going to move. You know that when you come in and ask the Lord for help, he responds God receives you. He accepts you just the way you are. When revival's breaking out, you want to be a part of it. When when you come into God's house and the Holy Spirit is here, what do you need? And what do you need from him in your life? Because I know sometimes we can come in dry in spirit and feel like I'm going, but I'm just going because I know that's part of my life and I got to do that. But it comes to a point in life 
we have to respond to what God has for us. I just feel right now the power of the Holy Spirit We've gone through so much sometimes that we don't know what to do next. When, I wanted, when God wanted me to preach about grace and bring on and, and talk about when the prophet Joel was, was talking about all the bad things that were happening at that time and the drought and famine, that happens in our lives. When things go wrong in our life and we don't know what to do anymore and all we have left to do is pray. And all we have to do left is pray and trust God. You see, we, everything's fine. It's easy to come to church. It's easy to do the things of God. It's easy to be a part of ministry and all these things. But when something goes wrong, we start reaching and, and why is this happening? But I'm telling you today, when you can tap into the presence of God, and allow yourself to be vulnerable. Let him come in and touch your life. Let him come in and touch your life. So I'm gonna pray as I close tonight. If you would just bow your heads in reverence to the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God is the one that does, he can do anything. And I shared this story. I shared this story of my, of the owner of the building when I was at because if we're not careful, we can see the take the miracles in our life and not see them for what they are. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.